Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello and welcome to this episode of Weave Your Bliss. I'm Paula Crossfield and I'm thrilled that you're here. Today that we are going to be talking about Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. Those are the four aims of life according to the Indian wisdom teachings. So I'm going to talk about each one and I'm going to put this in context for you as a business owner and why and tell you why your business should tap into all four. Before I get into that, I do want to let you know that the doors are closing this week on Thursday for this round of your magnetic blueprint. It is my eight-week accelerator for spiritual entrepreneurs who are looking to up-level their business and get practical tools for overcoming limiting beliefs, creating a vision for their business, working with planetary energies, creating an offer aligned with your gifts. So you can join at the link in my profile. We start on Thursday. I would love to have you. We have a few spaces left. Okay, let's get into this. Four aims of life. So the first aim of life, according to the Indian wisdom traditions, sometimes known as Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism, is Dharma. And Dharma is first intentionally because it sets the tone for everything that comes after On the one hand, this represents justice and righteousness, even balance, but it also means doing what you are meant to do in the world. So sharing your particular gifts. In India, it is said that we discover this within our first 25 years of life and that it sets the tone for our life. So I don't know about you, but I didn't necessarily get this teaching at that time. By the time I was 25, I was already trying to be in a career and feeling really unsatisfied with my work. In Indian wisdom, there is a suggestion to observe brahmacharya at this time. So that means literally sexual continence, but also reducing distraction. So basically, we can really identify what we're supposed to be doing. Arta is second which is acquiring material wealth so that we can take care of our responsibilities. And this generally correlates with the period of life between age 25 and 50. Though I just want to say that all of this is also happening concurrently. So we're always doing all four of these aims of life in some regard. But this is a period of life when we might be, quote unquote, earning a living. So the third important aim of life is comma or enjoyment. And this is just as important as the first two. Each of these aims of life is given the same amount of importance. None is more important. So we are here as reflections of the divine to enjoy what is possible in a human body. Unfortunately, in the modern world, without the establishment of Dharma, the first aim of life, this means that there has been historically a lot of indulgence. So this is about finding a balance of play and then seriousness about addressing our karmas and responsibilities. Again, this roughly correlates to the stage of life between age 50 and 75, though, of course, we can and should have pleasure throughout our life. But this is supposedly a period when children are grown and maybe you become a grandparent and you are getting to enjoy the grandkids without the responsibility. 
Or if you don't have kids, this is a period where maybe you're starting to move towards retirement and enjoy more of your life. So that's how it relates to comma. The fourth major goal of life is moksha or release, which essentially means setting aside material things and finishing untying your karmic knots, releasing anything you no longer need and which doesn't serve you. So it's about preparing for death and honoring the cycle of life. And this roughly correlates with the final period of life if we are lucky from age 75 to 100 when we begin to retreat from the world stage and do more spiritual practice. When we think of work, we automatically think about Arta because it is about building wealth. But I think as spiritual entrepreneurs, we have the opportunity to include all of these things. I believe we can build businesses that are like our practices, spacious, aligned, and powerful agents of change. It starts with our intention not to overly focus on Arta while ignoring the other three. Let me tell you more about what I mean. So your business should be based in your dharma, the gifts you are here to give, which I talked about on a recent podcast. So you can check that out. When your business is based in dharma, you will be able to come back to it again and again, even when things get hard, because the work is meaningful to you and you are good at it. This is sort of like your why. It's your reason for doing what you're doing. So sometimes when we are doing tasks in our business that are perhaps boring, like admin or, you know, dealing with things that we don't love, which we all have to do at some point, or we have to find someone to help us do, we have that reason. You know, this is supporting the overall goals of the business, which is hopefully based in Dharma. Arta or wealth creation when infused with Dharma inspires us to give back and make more impact as we grow our bottom line. And I believe Arta is empty without the other three. So Kama is where we derive our inspiration because building a business is a creative act. We must play and break free from being chained to our desks. We have got to move our bodies and go outside and take time to rest and eat good food and enjoy our relationships. This is all Kama. And it is essential for us in business so that we don't burn out. Moksha is all about the bigger picture. So when I'm dead, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? That's the question that I thought of to associate with this. And literally taking time away from work completely for retreat enkindles a wider view about what really matters. In the end, it is all a play according to the Vedas. And moksha helps us not take things so seriously while we pursue our goals. Yes, we will give it our all, but we will also remember that it is not just us and our will making things happen. We have co-conspirators. So if you want to create a business like this, I hope you will consider joining your magnetic blueprint, my eight-week incubator for spiritual entrepreneurs. We start this Thursday. You can learn more and join at the link in my profile. Space is limited so that I make sure that I get to know each of you and your businesses. And I do have your charts so that when we're in our Q&As live, I'm able to tie in that information if possible. So I hope that you'll join me. And I hope this was a helpful episode. It's good to think about these practices of doing each of these aims of life in everything that we do. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. 
I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you. And also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantuladesma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day, and we will connect soon on a future episode.